This message is a product of Vortex Church in Albemarle, North Carolina. We thank you for engaging this conversation. Messages like this one are great resources to help us grow, but they cannot replace being a part of a local church. If you're not actively a part of a church, we encourage you to find one near you that fits you, visit it, and get involved. And we hope this message gives life to you today. Enjoy. I am Jessica Barringer. I am a children's pastor here at Vortex Church, and before I get into a little bit about my story, I first want to introduce you guys to some very important people in my life. This is my family. My husband, AJ, and I have been married for 13 years. He has a true servant's heart. He is a police officer and has served our military for almost 15 years, and you've probably seen him around here serving too because he loves to do it, and that's what he's good at. We have two boys together. Our oldest son is Ethan, and he is in the sixth grade, and he started middle school this year. Our youngest son is Micaiah. He started third grade this year. About four years ago, our family started attending Vortex Church, and I came here with a calling on my heart to serve in kids' ministry. I just didn't know at what capacity. As soon as I got here and they were able to get me plugged in, I started serving in the preschool room which eventually split into toddler and preschool room, and I led the toddler room for two years. And during that time, the church was growing, and they knew that there was going to be a need for a second campus. So Lindsay, who is your Eastgate children's pastor, has taken me under her wing. She has encouraged me, mentored me, and just taught me everything that goes into a Sunday morning here in Vortex Kids. See, on Sunday morning, I have this important role, right? I'm pastoring kids. But that is not the only place that I fulfill a pastor's role. First and foremost, I'm a pastor to those two little boys at home. And for those of you out here that are parents, that means you also fulfill a pastor's role. And at Vortex Church, we really want to team up with you guys and encourage y'all through that as your parents, through everything that we do in our kids' ministry. A little bit about me growing up. I was raised by my mom and my dad, who the very first time they ever took me to church was whenever I was two weeks old. My mom is a wonderful lady. She has been teaching for 27 years in Stanley County Schools. She is active in her church and sings in the choir there. And my dad, he's a little bit harder to describe. I'm a daddy's girl. I have always been a daddy's girl. But most people would tell you that my dad's a little bit crazy and slightly unfiltered. I also have a younger brother. Growing up, my parents wanted me to have a very firm, strong foundation in my faith. And there were two things that they really implanted in my life that I want my kids to know growing up and that I want to share with you guys today. See, I've never really known anything different in my life. Those two things are, one, that God is real, and two, that God loves you. Growing up, even whenever I was probably not the easiest daughter to raise, My parents always reminded me that God loved me through those moments, too. So how do we as parents teach our children these things? We're going to go back and we're going to look in a verse in Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 6 and 7. And it says, write these commandments that I've given you today on your hearts. Get them inside of you and get them inside of your children. Talk about them wherever you are, sitting at home or walking in the street. Talk about them from the time you get up in the morning to when you fall into bed at night. So what do we hear when we read those words? Well, what I hear are four different opportunities that we have each day as parents to speak into our kids' lives. Bedtime, waking up, traveling, and at home like around the dinner table. Bedtime is whenever my kids always seem to remember everything that has happened throughout their day. They want to talk to me and tell me everything because they don't want to go to sleep, right? 
Well, we let them talk, and then when we get ready to tuck them into bed at night, we get to say our prayers and thank Jesus for those things, that the good things and possibly the bad things that have happened. And we get to remind them that when they wake up in the morning, they get to start a new fresh day. Waking up. Some of us are running around crazy, trying to get our kids ready, sending them out the door to get on the bus, or driving them to school to drop them off in the car rider line. What if we created a moment where we could just say a little prayer about our day, to pray for a good day, to pray over a test that maybe they've been studying so hard for that they're nervous about, or just to be nice to a friend that maybe wasn't so nice to them the day before. This is a moment that we have that we're creating to remind our kids to always turn their eyes to Jesus. Traveling. We all drive our kids around, right? Whether it's to school or to a sports activity or on a long road trip for a vacation, we all, including myself, bring out electronic devices. What if we put those electronic devices away and asked our kids questions? What if we let them talk? You might be surprised to hear the crazy things your kids will ask you and what they will tell you. The last one is at home around the dinner table. And I honestly would say this is the one that I struggle with the most because my family is what we call busy. My one son's at the baseball field playing baseball. My other son is at the soccer field and at gymnastics, and my husband just works some crazy shifts all the time. So we're not always sitting down together at the dinner table. But even through this struggle, we still try. And when we sit down, we're intentional about what we talk. So when we have that time together, we are talking life, we're talking sports, we're talking school, we're talking what's happening during the week. But we also take time to say our prayers before our food. And my oldest son, Ethan, is not afraid to pray. He, not afraid to pray out loud. He has no fear. I wish that I had. And it all started right there at the dinner table at home. What a huge difference that we all could make in our kids' lives if we just took advantage of these small opportunities that we've been blessed with every single day. And as I finish up, I want to leave you with one last thing. This is something that you may have heard here before, but it was so good I want to tell you guys again. Kids spell the word love, T-I-N-E. So whoever is getting the most time with your kids wins. We can let that be YouTube. We can let that be sport, a coach. We can let that be video games. But today, I want you guys to leave feeling encouraged to let you as parents be the winner. When you're taking advantage of those small opportunities and you're spending time with them, you're showing them love. And ultimately, that is reflecting God's love. So today, remember that God is real and that God loves you no matter what. I am Lindsay, and I stand in front of you this morning, not only as your children's pastor here at Eastgate, but also as a mom. My husband, Chris, and I have four kids, yes, four, and they are two, seven, 11, and almost 15. So as you can imagine, things around our house these days are pretty boring. <laughs> Obviously, that's not the case. I just wanted to make sure y'all are listening good to me this morning here so as your children's pastor, I just want to assure you that as a church, we are committed to partnering with parents to help children learn to love church, but ultimately to love Jesus. And what's important to remember in that statement is that it is a partnership. Children's church could be absolutely amazing on a Sunday morning, but it will never replace the impact that godly parents will have pastoring daily into their lives. And I get, I mean, trying to think of how we do that can be overwhelming. So what I want to do in the next few minutes together is encourage you. I want to share our story and what's helping us lead our children into their faith with Jesus. So let me start with this. Let me ask, has anyone in here ever 
wanted something. And then when you found out you were going to get it, you had this vision of what it was going to be like. And then when you got that thing, you found out real quick it just didn't measure up to that vision you had. But what you do is you spend a lot of time and effort into making that thing you got into what you thought you were going to get. We've probably all done that. But could I ask this morning if you've ever done that as a parent? I mean, think about it. You were going to have that all-star football player. You were going to have that cheerleader, but you found out real quick your son liked using his brain better than his body. Your daughter liked dirt a whole lot more than skirts. But what do we do? We sign up for more teams and buy more pretty clothes that they may or may not ever wear. I mean, we do that, why? Because we're their parents, and we think that we know what's best for them. Well, I want to tell you about three summers ago. In that summer, we ate dinner together maybe one night a week. We came to church as a family a couple times, if I could remember it correctly. I mean, we spent the whole summer juggling three kids involved in so many sports activities, not to mention carrying an eight-month-old with us along the way. I don't know if anybody else is in here that's done that, but it sounds like a lot of fun, doesn't it? And then one night, our oldest, Eli, came to us and he said, I need to tell you all something. Please don't be mad at me. I've prayed about it. This whole baseball, this travel stuff, I don't want to do it anymore. He said, we've spent the whole summer apart. I've seen you and Dad fight about it. You've spent way too much money on it. And if I could quit then we could have some of that back. I'm not going to the major league, so why does it even matter? And, and my response was with a question, why would we be mad at you? And, and as simple as this story may seem, it was his answer that changed my heart. He said, well, I know it's something you've always wanted me to do. I just don't want to let you down. Wow, I mean, the sacrifices that we had been making this vision of who I thought that he wanted to be was simply that. It was my vision, mine. Had I even sought out his desires? Had I even sought out the desires of our other kids or our whole family, for goodness sakes? And this is where we're going to go to Scripture. This has pulled it all together for me, and I want to share it with you this morning. It's one of a verse we've, many of us have heard. It's Proverbs 22, 6. Train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. We can see really quickly the very first line, train up a child. It's easy. We are to train as parents, to guide, to lead, to pastor our kids. But it's in this next step that we get mixed up a little bit. It says, in the way that he should go. Note, it doesn't say in the way that we think he should go. It is in the way of the Lord. And if we stop there, we go no further into this verse. We've been given something so important. And us as parents, we need to get this right. And that is that our children were uniquely designed on purpose, for a purpose, by God. By God. And as parents, it's our responsibility to raise them, to guide them, to lead them, to pastor them, to know that. So what I want to do is encourage you and challenge you at the same time this morning, parents, that before you say yes to that next team that's going to consume every night of your week, before saying yes to those fancy clothes that your kids aren't probably going to even wear, I want you to first boldly ask with an open heart, God, what are your desires 
impress them on our family. Help me to lead our children to be closer to you so that they could be used in the way that only you designed them to be. And God, when the answer is no, help me to see that when we say no to these good things, you're opening up doors for us to say yes to great things. And parents, when you do that, it changes everything. So as we come back to the end of this verse, it says that, and when he grows old, he is old, he will not depart from it. I wish I could stand up here this morning and say that if we do it all right, we pastor our children, we lead them into a life with Jesus that they won't walk away and make it a lot easier if we could bank on that as parents. But what I can guarantee is that regardless of the decisions that your children will make, and they will one day, God already loves them, and he will never stop chasing after their hearts, regardless of where they are in their journey. So be encouraged. I mean, parents, every hug you give, every prayer you say, every Bible story you read, every ear you lend, it is all taking root. You may not see the fruit of it today, and frankly, we could probably all say it'd be easier to give up sometimes. But for those of us called to be parents, as God never gives up on his children, we too shall never give up on ours. And as I close today, I just need to say I've made the mistakes, honestly make them more today than I would like to admit. But what I know now is that I am so thankful that we serve a good, good God bigger than any vision that I could have ever had for my family. And when we open up our hearts to respond to that, we will see that he will bless us immeasurably more than we could ever ask of, dream of, or imagine. Thanks for listening. This podcast has been a production of Vortex Church in Albemarle, North Carolina. For more information on our church, we encourage you to visit us online at vortexchurch.com.